Welcome in to DC On Screen, a podcast about the DC Universe properties being brought to film and television. I am your host, David C. Robertson. <laughs> and this, my co-host, Jason. Hello. We should amend that. Saw- we actually, we really should amend the, the beginning of the show for this particular episode. Uh, oh, yeah, we should. But we won't, because we've already done it. But Sure. But that's what amendments are there for. Um, so I guess this this episode is a podcast about a DC Universe property that has been on television, but is no longer on television. And will not be brought and to. This, <laughs> and will not be brought to television. Yeah. Um, this episode, we're going to do something a little weird. Um, <laughs> Before we get started, we're as uh, confused as you are. Yeah, it's it's a little bit of willy and a whole lot of nilly. Mm-hmm. With a very loose outline, a very loose plan as to what's actually going to happen. Right. Um, <laughs> Which is a lot like our that. other episodes, except that this one has a different number at the front. Right. So, here's the thing. We mentioned it earlier. Daniel Cerrone, the showrunner of Constantine, um, actually released a, uh, a script for an unproduced episode of Constantine, episode 114. Mm-hmm. Um, the the episode was called uh, Final Girl. I just looked over at my notepad <laughs> to to see what the title of the episode was. You you and it just in time? No, I looked over at it and went by fire. Nope, that's for Gotham. I didn't write anything down for this. <laughs> There's nothing to write down. It's all written down. Like we, I I know it it it, it is what it be, man. I, so we're going to talk about the script, and um, for anyone who is interested in, we're going to get into spoilers on the script. For anyone who's interested in reading it, it's free. You shouldn't feel bad. Don't go and you know think, well, this is wrong. No, no. go download it. He put it out there for you to download. You're not pirating. Um, he literally he went on Twitter and asked, was it twenty thousand or two thousand? I think it was three thousand. Three thousand. He he asked for X amount of thousand of retweets. Uh, for his request, he got 150% of those in mm-hmm. an amount of time that's absurd and actually is indicative of the amount of people that wanted this show back. But he mm-hmm. got them, and in spades, and here we are. Like, this is legitimate. Go enjoy yourself. Read a script. This is actually what scripts look like. This is how they get yeah. sent to people. Like, if you've been watching, say, uh, you know, Christberg, Guggenham, any. Uh, even Berlanti, like if you've watched their little Twitters and Instagram pictures, they've shown you like the cover page of, of an episode mm-hmm. of Arrow or something, right? Well, this is what's behind it. This is what it looks like. It's a lot of fucking yeah, fun. Pretty much. It's a lot of fun. Um, it does kind of pull back the curtain a little bit. You're going to read it and you're going to go, oh, because <laughs> you're, what you're going to do is you're going to see, because especially in the script, I'm looking at it and reading like the descriptions and stuff. Right. And the, the, like, I have studied this stuff for years and years and years. Jason right. and I both have right. through watching television and reading things about scripts. But accidentally or writing ourselves. But damn it. Yeah. Accidentally stumbling upon writing ourselves. Right. But um there actually there are there are notes in the descriptions of the of of the scenes happening. Like mm-hmm. they tell they're they are very they're it's fine tuned, man. They explain why they're doing certain things. They even say like we hope the audience has forgotten about this person. Right, and <laughs> that one cracked me up. 
they're describing the beats in just the way you see them on television. So it's very structured and, and very laid out. There's a, a specific bit where they mention an object and say for anyone playing at home, if yeah. you've seen the object several times, like in don't get me wrong, they they describe the action, they describe what you're supposed to have seen, but there really are. It's it's a neat little. If you've never read a, an actual script for something that was supposed to be on television, this is a fun exercise. It's a lot of fun anyway. Yeah, and it's an episode of a show you never thought you'd get to see again. So hey, go for it. Yeah, go check it out. Um, there are even we're typos. Talk about it now. It's that raw. There are typos in this motherfucker. <laughs> so the basic idea, like, don't get your hopes up. There's not going to. This is a one-off, man. This is a creature yeah. feature. Creature no. of the week. Yeah, man. Monster um, of the week. Like you're not freak of the week. Um, yeah, this isn't going to be like what happened with Manny and this isn't an ending now. Yeah. You're not, gonna, not in any, if you get an before. ending, it'll be like an AMA three years from now, whatever they're calling AMA at that time. Mm-hmm. It's not now. Well, it's Reddit and they have the AMA. They've, they've prided themselves on not changing on the internet. So mm. there, I mean, you go look at their website. It's the ugliest freaking web website you've ever seen. If you haven't been on Reddit, it looks like something from like 1994. <laughs> no, no. It's a cute concept yeah. though. Not changing so, on the internet. Hope they hope that works out for because <laughs> I still remember how to write well, HTML 1.0, but I'll be damned if it's worth a damn. Is is worked very well for them actually, but right. anyway, um, it is a very clean interface. I will say that for Reddit, it is it's straightforward. Their user base are largely dicks, but <laughs> or people <laughs> looking very... for pictures of dicks, or people looking to think about theirs while they look at pictures of things. It, it's it's or, Reddit, man. You know, social social justice warriors and angry racists and. Just the worst of the worst of the worst. Also known as humanity. <laughs> it's also a, it, known as teenage humanity. A, a smorgasbord of, of human emotions set to page. Anyway, um, speaking of set to page, we're going to talk about the script now. There you go. You like that? I Wink. do. I do. So there's a group of friends with the worst names you've ever heard. They are. <laughs> they uh, truly are. <laughs> Well, it was like Jackers and you got, Reggie. You've got Becca, Reggie, Artie, and Jackers. And uh, there's also a group uh, of four people who uh, are otherwise friends, except that Reggie is the worst person in the entire town. An indescript town. They don't right. say they don't say where they're going. I don't know if that's something the producers might have thrown in later, just to include right. people or what. But you're just you're in a town somewhere in the south because that's where Constantine was based. Right. It's five hours I mean, you, from Atlanta. We actually do know do know, know that from the script. So. Draw your maps. Mm-hmm. There's a there's a, a, a county road 32, I think it is in there. So do your mm-hmm. worst, internet. And uh, there's a well. And there's a well. <laughs> and a cabin. <laughs> and a sheriff. And a sheriff. So um, so they they they're basically just a, a grouping of stereotypes. They've even got the slut. Sure. <laughs> it's like straight. This this script is straight out of a horror movie. Like it, it really it is. is. It is like we were. Let's just do it's, this. It's let's, before we even review it, let's just describe the damn thing. No, sure. Before we, before we, yeah, let's just, let's do that part. Yeah, that's what I was attempting to do. Oh, okay. <laughs> I felt like summarizing it as this is a horror movie is pretty much having described it. So let's just do the actual work right. of describing it. Right. Um, so basically there's this jackass named Reggie. He's, right. uh, been screwing around with jackers a little too much and he, he always does. And this is a guy who's like a juvenile delinquent anyway. He's been in and out of jail. Mm-hmm. Um, 
there are some words. He has apparently pantsed uh, Jackers on his birthday. He stole his, uh, what was it, his keys in his, in his wallet um, and decided to max out the dude's credit card and then got, got a little rapey with uh, one of the chicks there. So when that happened, Jackers kind of had enough and hit him in the head with a shovel and they thought killed him. They decided not to say anything. They dragged his ass to a well and threw him in. Well, it turns out he was still alive. And then one girl, I think it was Becca, just kind of... Was it Becca? Oh, no, no, no. This was uh, Vanya. Oh, Vanya. Yeah. Last nail in the coffin thing. They kind of, yeah, they kind of realized that, like, if they got Reggie out of the well, he would just kind of be even worse than before. So they just, she just picks up a rock and just drops it <laughs> yeah it's it's kind of fun like they 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 end up in this terrible situation like jackers just smacks him in the face with a shovel and then their solution is oh shit oh shit oh shit oh shit oh shit so they drag him out to the local right. well where i it seems so obvious to a bunch of teenagers that surely there are other dead bodies in the well but they mm-hmm. drag him out there and they just shove him down the hole and then they realize he might be alive and apparently the one girl goes nope and drops a giant rock on his head. Well, he's in the well, and he's demanding that they help him out, and then he actually thre- threatens them. He says, right. if you don't let me out, I'm going to kill you. And they're like, oh, mm, yeah, yeah, nope. They, they, you've, we're past the biting off more than you can chew point. Now, to be fair, he did make he did make good on his word. If you don't let me out, I will kill you. And he, and he did. He did. He, he did. I'll give him that. <laughs> Reggie, so, um, the most dynamic so, character of the script. Yes, and that's the last time you actually hear anything from Reggie. Yeah. Um, when he, that, he's a ghoul from that point on. Yeah, he comes back as sort of a Voorhees-esque character. He, like, or as Constantine puts it, a meat cutter. Um, he comes out and... <laughs> as far as Voorhees-esque, yeah, that, <laughs> he's, he comes out in a mask with a machete and a plan to kill a bunch of people who may or may not have wronged him. Like, it, short of the Friday the 13th <laughs> movies going off kilter here and then, he's got a mask... He wants revenge, got a machete. Pretty sure I've seen that on the cover. Mm-hmm. The only thing that makes him really worse is that instead of a hockey mask, he, he takes down some poor unwitting sheep or right. goat or something. Like, <laughs> he yeah, hacks up it's a this goat. goat. It's a goat mask. And, <laughs> and it, yeah, there's a there's a quiet moment where he... It, Hold on, I want, I want to find this. It even. actually writes no. It actually writes it in the script. That it he like writes walks it in by the like script. a shop window. Yeah, he walks by a shop window and looks over and sees his like bloated, swollen, dead face and thinks this won't do. Right. <laughs> and then quietly looks over at a goat and goes, "Ah." And they have a moment in the script. It describes the 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 goat <laughs> kind of doing the bah, and then just <laughs> silently they do just blah, just nothing <laughs> done, meh. <laughs> <laughs> they do. Yeah. So yeah. Zed has had a has had a vision to come here, and um, remember she has no so scry John, map now. Yeah, they had no scry map, so it's, it's John and Zed, and they come to this town, and they've uh, well, that was <sighs> it wasn't him though, was it? Was it was it him or was it the um, Manny? God, was it another one? But was it another about? dead guy? What, what's when, happening? When they show up in that town initially. Was it him? Was it Reggie? Or was it some other dead guy? Because she talked, like, Judith shows up and saves his ass. And then she's talking about, like, this is his old friend from Newcastle, another member sure. of the Newcastle group, comes to save his ass. Sure. Um, well, I'm just kind of describing the episode. Yeah, that, what we're doing well, that's anyway. the point of this portion of the show anyway. So, yeah. Right, yeah. So, um, so she comes in, but I can't remember if that was Reggie who she 
saved his ass from, or if that was another dead guy that she killed and he was annoyed that she killed him. That's a good point. Um, I just couldn't remember. Either way, new old Newcastle person shows up. She and John Shag. Zed's give me two seconds. Jealous. Keep describing. Um, she even like she throws knives. So um, <laughs> and Zed kind of tries to throw a knife and doesn't do it well. She's like, "Well, these I'm not used to these knives. I'm used to other knives." And they're all like, "Oh, that's that's sweet and sad." Now it turns out that that's completely true by the end of that of, of the episode. That's fair. But um, oh yeah, all right. Uh, third party slasher. Yeah, they mm-hmm. they both show up to stop someone, find each that's other, and yeah. Judith is kind of there, mm-hmm. punk rocking it as as she does. Mm-hmm. So it was not Reggie. It was a third party slasher. It was a third party slasher. Okay, so she's been running around, which was good all for the things. episode because he intimates later that there may be other. It comes up. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, and this and that even more makes her seem like an idiot. Which one, Judith? Um, the fact that there are clearly more, and it's like so many of them, and John is completely right in being like, hey, let's find out what's stopping this, well, or he, what, what, what's the, let's find out what's starting this, and then we can, you know, put an end to it, as opposed to just keep killing them. <laughs> he is in retrospect, but... but Not even in retrospect. <laughs> like, I, on the face the, of it, in the moment, the time, I would be like, I yeah, sure, see dude. It, it, yeah, let, let me explain her position in a minute. Let's get through it. All right, so uh, basically they go to this town and with her in tow, and um, they're uh, they're trying to track down the people who who caused it, and mm-hmm. people are dying left and right. Like Jackers dies, and he doesn't want anything to do with it. He's going to get life. Like I kind of like that. It really told told you a lot about the character without them having to do it because the other characters want to go to the police, right? Um, and he's just like, yeah, no. And I'm the one who had the shovel. <laughs> so your fa- your, your dad's rich and will get you off. Yeah. He described uh, it as, you, uh, you know, well, Vanya's out of the, out of the picture at the moment. They don't know she's dead yet, but she actually is already right. dead. And she says like, no, Vanya's dad's got money. He'll buy her out of it. You too. You'll get the sympathy of the sheriff. Me, I'm going to pay for all of you. And he asked for an hour's as, lead. Yeah. That's all he asked for. One hour's lead. He, like, he does. He says, um, he says, like, I'll get life. And I'll be paying for you just like always. Right. So next rounds on me, is, I think, was in there as a phrase. I, I kind of yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah. I kind of yeah, like that. Yeah, I did too. I did too. Now, what I didn't like is that Vanya or Vanya, whatever her name was. I have no idea. Like, They'd have to say it. I, it's a name running I've never around even scene. Like they did to go the horror movie route. Like they portrayed her as kind of like the chick that's just screwing random dudes in bathrooms. Yes. And then like the the killer comes in, <laughs> just like, she goes out for a smoke and. There's a bucket, and she goes to look in the bucket, and she thinks it's not funny. She's like, it's too soon, guys. Well, her head's soon in the bucket. Right. Um, <laughs> like, if you've never seen Cabin in the Woods, it's the slut. If you have seen Cabin in the Woods, it's the blonde slut. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. That's sure. an archetype, not a judgment. That's that's how the films like this are made. Yep. So and um, sure enough, she falls right into it. Yeah. Now, one of the things I did like... Um, Oh, I guess we'll go on with the description here. <laughs> Sorry. I, I keep wanting to stop and talk about it. Um, I know. I, it, so at the end of the day, like, John keeps John keeps telling her that, you know, we got to... She keeps telling Judith we've got to trap him. She's mad because John stops her from... Or, yeah, stops her from uh, killing the thing. And she's pissed off. And well, this is my game. In, blah, blah, blah. And he's like, no. I, I will say... One mm-hmm. thing before that happens, they they do sit there and talk about like her and her and he and, and they they talk about Newcastle for a second. But they don't like to bring it. Like, yep. There's a nice 
there's a couple of nice bits where John doesn't want to actually talk about Newcastle. He cuts him off. Like he's actually like cooking uh-huh. breakfast for them, or well, he's it's dinner cooking dinner. But Brenner. he knows he knows how to make breakfast. He's British. If they haven't brought that up before, so he knows how to make basically like eggs with beans and toast. So mm-hmm. that's what he's making for them. And yeah, like Zed and Judith are having a little bit of a conversation in there. But um, and they have a neat little scene where Zed's trying to throw a knife. It's going to come back later. But they yeah, I mentioned that like five minutes ago. I know. But they they have a, a couple <laughs> cute little scenes where it, there actually is some interaction. Turns out there is a little bit of love lust between them. Um, mm-hmm. But then it very quickly gets to the rest of it. Yeah, and apparently Zed says they're very loud at night. Yeah, yeah. I, <laughs> Zed cracked me up, actually, because as she's going up the stairs, in case you're wondering, I'm a heavy sleeper. And then, you know, the first first thing out of her mouth when she comes back, you guys are loud. Oh, my God. Zed's a, a good roommate. Of banshees. Yeah, that's a that's a that's a good roommate. Look, bitch in private, but, you know, let, let a dude have his space. Yeah. yeah. Now, um, so, yeah, they wind up going, and he she lets John go with her. Judith allows John to go with her on the on the agreement that is is her show. Of course, we know that he won't let that happen. But um, they get out there. He doesn't let her kill the thing. He doesn't let her kill Reggie. She's pissed, and she just kind of becomes stony and keeps get drinking and getting more and more pissed at John. He's wanting to run tests and figure out like where this demon thing came from, why it keeps coming up, why who's starting, who's like calling these meat cutters, what, right. what's happening. Um, which is perfectly reasonable and logical. Like if she's been running around the country doing like trying to ward off all of these things, I would have already called John to be like, dude, can you please help me figure out why these (laughs) things are happening? Because this is horseshit. Um, yeah, they get into that. uh, Jude, Jude, you might be hunting random reanimated killers. Like you think, or you might be playing whack-a-mole with one demon or one entity moving from body to body. I got tested in my kit to find out. It's very reasonable argument. Yeah. Completely reasonable argument. Um, so, big spoiler, they, he, they, they, they come up and they, they figure out how to catch the thing, and he runs all the tests, and it turns out she has caused them. She has caused it to, to keep reanimating. Of course she has. There's your big twist for the episode. That's kind of the... Uh, mm-hmm. <sighs> it's not on call. It, eh. That's your twist. That's what you get, guys. Sorry. Yeah, that's 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 the big deal. Yeah. Like right there, that's it. Yeah, like that's, um, that's three. And don't get me wrong, if out, I was watching this episode, it would probably been fun because Matt Ryan was charming as all hell, and then that that's what we got to. Mm-hmm. That that was it. That's what you that's what you tuned well, in for. What was fun about the episode and why I wish it had been an episode at the end of all, but was they actually listed everyone who was every part of the Newcastle crew. They did. She was the last. She was the last member that we hadn't seen on screen. Yeah. Um, even in, earlier in the episode, he had mentioned, did you know that Gary's dead and she, it hits her hard and she didn't know. And he said, he tells her that, uh, Gary's dead. Richie is, uh, Richie has a new habit and the other, the girl is wearing one now. She's right. a nun. So I can't remember her name for some reason. I um, can't either. I was trying to find it, but come on. Oh, wait, 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 wait. Nope. Never mind. Sorry. All right. It was it, a good turn of phrase. It's a giant script. I'm sorry. I'm trying to scroll through it. We can't remember everything. Yeah, but it was a good turn of phrase. It was a lot of fun. Um, but the reason that she, what, what basically what she wound up doing was because of her accidentally sending that little girl to hell, she decided to invoke a spell, right? That would uh, basically like trade a, a soul for a mark on her slate, essentially. 
for well, a sin a, on her a mark slate. on her final slate too. Apparently, that's right. A little bit of a difference in that uh, in in the context mm-hmm. of you know Constantine's world, there is there are gradients even to you know the judgment of Peter for fuck's sake. So mm-hmm. in her version, yeah, she just wanted to get off her final marker, uh, and mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, she tried. And Constantine even even admits, you know, you did the spell right. It's just there's some other shit going on. Yeah, you did it right. The you know the, he says the rising darkness is kind of you know playing fast and loose with a lot of a lot of stuff going on right now. I mean, it's right. just crazy. You um, you can't use but, the rules you were previously using, and they've been addressing that through the whole series. So this wouldn't have been surprising for that. So basically, she had gone and she had gone to a. Uh, this murderer or something was was on death row and right. like there's a there's like a candlelight vigil outside people protesting she goes and she casts a spell there and it's his soul that keeps being reanimated into all these dead people and running around killing people so she's the cause right yeah now there was kind of a cool thing there was kind of a cool bit at the very end like she um he doesn't want her to go but she leaves and stuff but there's like <laughs> he, he says that much in the of, middle of the episode to kind of Tricker. Yeah, but that was, <laughs> yeah, that was that was trickery. But That's it's not. John being it's John. not real. Tr- that was John being John. The end was John being real. He didn't want her to go. Right. Um, That's the thing is like when John uh, when Constantine is telling you I don't want you to go. I can't lose you right now. Like when it's something slightly metaphysical and slightly <laughs> uh, I don't know it, it less specific. If it's generalized in that kind of way, yeah, he's probably playing the confidence man on you. You you've. Mm-hmm. You're in for something. When he actually just says, you know, join me for a pint, that's real shit from him. Mm-hmm. He just, he would have, he would have given anything to just sit down and have a pint with an old friend. That, that means a lot to John Constantine. And at this point in his life, in this series, it's getting hard to come by. Yeah. Everyone is, is like against him talking about how like he's so selfish and, and shit. It's crazy. It's like, it's, in a lot of ways, this episode did exactly what most of the other episodes did. Like some old member of the Newcastle crew comes over, or someone who knows John somehow comes through and winds up telling him, "You're you're a selfish son of a bitch. You got everyone to do what you wanted them to do because you played them. Well, the, you're a great player." John. At the very end, they have the little conversation. That's I'll just I'll just read it out. Uh, sure, Ju- sure. Judith, I I hate you. You're everyone's best time, and then you take it away. Gary, Richie, and Mary, Frank, you brought us together, John. Then you tore us apart, destroyed everything we were. Constantine. I dro- I destroyed myself too. Sure. Judith, I wonder why. Was it too much to handle? People caring for you, accepting you, you couldn't deal with it, so you flew too high and burned us all up? Constantine, it wasn't like that. Judith, the real irony, the real irony is I found a new life, one that counted, but you had to come and take that too. Uh, that's pretty much what we, that's every discussion he's had with every old friend all season, right? Pretty much. And But this is at the very end. She's wrong, though. Yes, she found a new existence, and she, but it wasn't one of purpose. It was one that she created accidentally, and was just going to keep getting other people killed. Right. So she's really being this. She's really the one being selfish. That's the here. fun part. Is like and, the way she uses the word "the real irony." It actually should be more coincidental. But in the concept of the narrative, she's actually right. It is ironic that she meant to do that, and that's not. It's not what she intended. So she's got the word right, but. Mm-hmm. Only in writing terms, not in dialogue terms, I suppose. But yeah, like she, um, to her credit, yeah, she tried to make something of her, and they do. Like Zed points out over the course of the episode that she, no one's that put together. I think is how she phrases it. Right. Uh, no one should be that well held up, and they do. Like it's specifically in the script, they mention uh, she doesn't know what to do for a second, and it says like a rare moment of vulnerability. 
She's this mm-hmm. extremely put together character. Yeah. Um, and even even John is taken aback by that. This yeah, is not the woman she knew. He says he's impressed. He's also you know not his first. It's not his first rodeo. So as impressed no. as he is, he still tricks her into making sure that he's there. And right. that's now what the this... people get so annoyed with. Is like they were part of his crew, and that's fine. And like these, this would have been fun to watch over the course of the series because all of these people that got there, they end up in these situations, and all of their reactions to this point had been really fun to watch. I mean, Lester, Richie, her, even depending on. I mean, you talked about this, like the the episode whether it was fun to watch would have completely depended on who was cast for Judith. Right, and that's that's where I stand with depending on who was playing Judith. <clears throat> is would would have been the deciding factor on whether or not I felt like the uh, character had what I felt like she had, but made like I feel like yes, she made like stupid decisions, and she was not she had no common sense because she was saying like you know this is my new life and you took it from me. Well, no, you made that life and you took it from yourself, and also like why would you not want him to figure out where the de- thing was coming from so it would stop? Well, yeah. It- Common sense go out the window because she was desperate for a new life, and this was her life of purpose. She didn't want him to take that from her. Right. She this wanted was to keep running around killing her, these things. Like it, it was her coping mechanism. It, it, but depending on who played it and how well they played it, that would have been the suspicion of disbelief for me. Like, how much that made sense for me. Right. Because if she had hit the nuance of that being something that she... She begrudged the idea that maybe she kind of knew that the whole time. If if you were looking at that as a subtext, maybe the entire episode, and saw her go through this overt conversation that you knew was uh, happening internally, you're probably buying the entire thing. If she just sure. actually looked so dumb that she was turned around by the entire thing, you would wonder why John ever took her on the crew to begin with. Mm-hmm. The important thing would be it had to be some <laughs> some combination of uh, war weary and strung out. I think. Like, yeah, absolutely. You'd have to, man. I, I kind of wish we had seen this one. Oh, and I, I, I really, I, I really that that goes without saying almost. Well, I mean, I wish we'd had like five more seasons of this show. Right. But I mean, it wasn't perfect. It didn't. It wasn't perfect tonally to the comic. No. And but, God, they had John right. They had John pretty damn. No, I Matt Ryan at this point right. is definitively. You have to show me something better, and then it better be damn good. Because he Pretty got much. it. He absolutely got it. Pretty much, man. <laughs> and um, at, at the very end of the episode, she says, like, uh, it, her, her quote again, You know, John, at least I try to make myself better, but you're still trying to, this is where it gets weird, but you're still trying to your friends and sacrificing them for the cause. I, there are typos in the script, guys. What mm-hmm. are you going to do when you've killed off everyone you ever cared about? Um, that's where it left us, right? That, that's where the, like, first part of season one was leaving us as an arc. Rising darkness, uh-huh. if you want to be around John, you're going to die. The only person who doesn't have to worry about that has, you know, 30-ish lives. And the only other person actually can see the future, so she might have a fighting chance. But yeah, it was getting to the point where if you wanted to be around John Constantine, you damn well better be willing to, you know, be damned. And that was where they were going to leave us for the first part of season one. Going into season, uh, even the second half of season one, I would have been excited as all hell. Yeah. God, I wish we could have that show back. <laughs> I know, I know. I mean, there were things this show, in man. this episode in particular, like, I know it was Monster of the Week, and come on, but uh, they still, they did a little bit to kind of add, it was it was padding the nuances of, of that character, and yeah, it didn't do anything, like, you're not going to get anything out of the episode that, God help us, maybe Serona will release something else, and we'll get 
something. Right. I don't care if it's a comic book. I want something. Uh, yeah. I mean, I really want the ending to show up on Arrow, but that seems like a, a fool's dream. Um, it, you know, what would be great is if they if they convince CW just to do like a special two hour event that was just like a TV movie of the week and just finished it up. Be amazing. Yeah, what just if do be that. To do that. Do that midsummer. Do that like end of June. You'll yeah. win summer. You will win summer and. Dude, I mean, you'll have God. like 25 million viewers over the course of you can amortize that for the summer for fuck's sake. Like, just do it. And you'd have all those DVD sales coming in. You'd have, I mean, ah, come on, come on, someone, please. Someone, There's money please. there. Just someone spend it, it'll come back. Oh but God, there were, there were, please. you know, there were disappointments, but it's not about the script itself. It's just about what we'll never get to see. Like, there was no more Chaz, and that, that bothers me because I really liked that guy. I mean, the, the character was good. Uh, yeah, I liked yeah. the actor. I'm, I'm, I was down. Uh, Manny, I thought the guy playing Manny was doing a fucking great job. And, uh, you know, he's not here. He's not here at all. There's no, there's nothing about the episode as far as how it goes into the Heaven Hell story. Right. Um, that's not on the episode. That's just, that's where we were with this episode at the time. Um, this, this also was, the script is good to some degree. And, but it, it is. It's, a, it's, a, it's an episode of the week and... I mean, it's a good, it's, it's a tight frustrating. script. It's like, frustrating. Yeah, it's a tight re- You it's... didn't get to act three and go, what the fuck? You know, it's a tight script. Right, it's no, just... right. But it's just, uh, you know, you. it's like, yay, we got more. And then we got more, and we were like, but it didn't tell us anything. <laughs> right. <laughs> so it was also incredibly frustrating. I know. Um, so, like, you get to the end of, of this uh, document and think, oh, my God, I wanted so much more. <laughs> Why aren't there, like, right? 15 more documents I have to read? Oh man, yeah. I mean, that's I, I want more. I just want more Constantine, buddy. That's what I want. I know. Uh, they did have a really good reference to uh, uh, Judith in the in the books. Uh, the at the end of the episode, uh, crows fly over. Mm-hmm. And yeah, yeah it's a really good reference to like Judith in the books and her whole. She goes she goes down a very dark path and turns into a crow and mm-hmm. kind of. <laughs> tries to end heaven and just you know fuck all that shit but that part was good hey how much did you like um i I think the way it's phrased in the script is tbd magical event i loved that i actually did want to bring that up (laughs) Uh, to be decided magical event right we don't have this written yet there's some magic action b yeah this like the big end all for the like reggie attacking constantine and Judith, and it's, it's, oh, it's like, before when they're doing like it's TBD magical test a couple times too. Yeah, it's just like it's just it, well, it's here those we cool go. parts in the show where Constantine encamps something, and you know some visual smoky effects come up around him, and yeah, God knows what happens. There's a flourish of some sort, and right. then a thing happens that saves the plot. Right. <laughs> I look Constantine X Machina is coming in heavy. And, uh, yeah, the, these scripts were never immune to it. And, you know, air is not too. Air is not as well. I mean, at times I feel like the entire Arrow series is just an, a giant uh, deus machina for the Flash. And vice versa. That's actually true. Entirely true. Like, when they get to a big bad they can't face down, suddenly there's Barry. Right. Hey, what's going on? Oh, my on? God, we're all trapped in a dungeon. Oh, wait, Barry. <laughs> They actually oh had, like, I a had much no more, idea how to deal like, with the reverse flash. Oh wait, what up, Ollie? Yeah, for apparently for that scene where like he's where like um, where Barry saves 
Team Arrow from uh, the Nana Parbat right. prison. Right. They actually had like an, a good in Nana show. They haven't actually. They actually did have and like shoot. They shot like a good like in show reason for them escaping, like a way that they escaped. Yeah. And then at the last minute, they were like, "Oh wait, no, we should just have Barry come help them." Right. Because that'll that'll be good for the shows. Right. And I don't know why that was at the last minute. Don't get me wrong. You can't go too far and be like, Barry should save everything. Uh, right. Like, last episode we were there for, you know, lady lady cops got Oliver by the spinal cord. You don't want to have Barry pop in. No, that's a time for Quentin Lance to, to make a, a rousing speech. Sure, great. But, man, there are times. Roughly mid-season and season finales. Where it's exactly the right time. <laughs> nope. I want Felicity to be at the computer and going like, we have blah, 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 and this coming in, and blah, blah, and, <laughs> and like, Diggle's like, let's suit up, and Oliver's like, mm, my stomach hurts. <laughs> next cut, next scene is just him on, like, his little Bluetooth, Barry going, hello? And he's like, Barry, this is Oliver. What? What's wrong? I don't feel like going out and fighting crime tonight. What are you doing? I got a touch of the flu. I'm sorry. There are some there are some ghosts running around out here. Like literal ghosts? No, they're like assassinated. No, kinda. they're like some dudes. Look, just, are. They're really well trained, but that won't be a problem. Uh, they they've got cyanide capsules. Diggle will, f- will fill you in. Can you just please just like kind of jog over here and help? Right. Well, I mean, I'm kind of like. Well, I mean, I was ordering this this cappuccino with my name on it. Uh, what? Okay. Yeah. Um, please come help. <laughs> <laughs> about to sit down with this patty girl and see what's what, but okay, okay, yeah, I'll hop over here instead because you can't do your job. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah, I do want to see that. Yeah, and you'd love to have you know, <laughs> you'd love to have Ollie just retort like, "Come on, man, there, there is supernatural care." Like I've, Constantine had to pop on last week. This is out mm-hmm. of my hands now. I don't... You know what? I actually would kind of want to see that scene. Definitely, I would want to see that scene if it ended with this. If Barry's like, dude, come on, man. I mean, I'm doing this. He's like, and then Arrow goes, it will literally take you two seconds. And then Barry goes, it really will. Yeah, that would make me extremely happy. (laughs) And then he goes and helps out. And that's the end of it. No, actually, the most fun you could have with it, maybe, is part of like an engagement ceremony. Um, Mm. Like uh, Oliver, not engagement ceremony, like uh, part of the wedding, you know, like Oliver forgets the rings somewhere. Just just looses mm-hmm. them. Remembers they're across town. Calls Barry. Barry, please help. Well, I'm really busy. Zoom. It, it, I know. Like it, it'll take you four seconds. <laughs> Comes, grabs the rings. You need anything else? Nope. Thank you so much. Okay, cool. Yeah. Why is Barry not at their wedding? <laughs> well, he was busy. But then you have to pop in, Zoom? like, dude. It'll it'll be like five seconds. Well, I'm fighting Zoom right now. I know, but it it'll be like five seconds. <laughs> That's the amount of time Zoom needs to ruin the entire wedding. I know, but I'm on another show. He'll never know. All right. Do we have any more about this Constantine episode <laughs> in the script that didn't happen? That's a good point. That's a good point. Uh, the Flash wasn't on it. That's that's really, at this point, my biggest problem. But that's because that's the the conversation's waned on me. So mm-hmm. We've barreled. I mean, it was a, it was, it, it was, it was a straightforward episode. It was a very, uh, it, you know, it was Monster of the Week. Um, watching it, I would have enjoyed it. I like we said. I think it's entirely dependent on who they cast for Judith. If yep. that was a great character, then I would have been totally on board with the episode. If it was a bad character, I'd have probably been pretty like episode two is what it reminds me of. If it would, if it was that kind of episode. Mm-hmm. Um, otherwise, just it was, reading it, the script, it was, I think it was better than episode two. I would think. I really would. 
but um, it was it was pretty rote. I do enjoy I did enjoy the Newcastle stuff. I I did enjoy seeing uh, kind of uh, going back and uncovering a little more of that story. But at the same time, I was also going like, dude, enough with people just telling Johnny's a piece of shit all the time. I, right. Well, I think if you, were, if you were if you're a fan of the to get over it, if like if you were. <laughs> I don't know, if you were paying attention to the Newcastle crew before, you were happy to see yet another member make a big appearance. I think that's where the mm-hmm. bulk of the episode would have been, is this mm-hmm. is another member of the Newcastle crew. If you're a Constantine fan, you were waiting on it, right? Yeah. And, you know, she's relatively big as far as that goes. So, yeah, like, it, this would have been the bulk of it. You, you, you get to see another huge member. I'm not sure how many more they would have shown, though. Like, when you look at that crew... Not sure how much more there was to do with it. Yeah, I think there was. I think that was everybody. That was all. That was pretty much everyone they've ever mentioned. There's like a motorcycle rider somewhere in there. I'm not sure we've had that. Mm. It was getting a little slim. Well, a lot of the major players, I yeah. think, had been pretty much taken advantage of. I'm sure someone will think we're wrong about that, but damn it. Yeah. If we're wrong, let us know we're wrong. We're willing to accept we're wrong. I mean, shit. Yeah, sure. We'll say we're sorry. We've apologized before. That's all I've got, man. That's all I've got. Um, and we'll do it yeah, again. Go I'm check out that episode. Yeah, go check out the episode, man. Go read it. It only takes you about you know thirty minutes. I I actually unless it, you're a slow reader. You know, if if you're mm-hmm. if you're kind of just like casually strolling through it, it it takes you yeah, I'd say like about thirty thirty five minutes. It's less than the time it would have taken you to watch the episode. Strange enough. Mm-hmm. Um, if you. If you do a thing like I do sometimes, if you're reading a script and you see the episode, like the the scene description at the top before the dialogue starts, if you really take a second mm-hmm. and try to like play that out and play a few scenarios in your head, yeah, it'll take you about an hour and a half to read. Mm-hmm. Um, but you'll have more fun. You really will. <laughs> and because you played several scenarios, you'll get to judge it. And you'll get to judge yourself. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> All right, I think that's going to do it for this episode of DZ On Screen. I believe so. Uh, thank you guys for listening. Uh, if you would like more of our podcast, hit that subscribe button. We are on iTunes. We're on Stitcher. We are a proud member of the Giant Size Team Up Network. You can find every episode on DCOnScreen.com. If you would like to uh, check out a uh, similar podcast about the Marvel Cinematic Universe... Check out the Marvel Cinematic Universe podcast with our friends Matt Carroll and Jeff Randall at mcucast.com. This will be our last episode of the week, but we'll be coming back soon with, uh, well, more news, more uh, reviews of Arrow, The Flash, Gotham, and Supergirl. We'll be back soon. uh, I mean, you won't even miss us. God, you won't miss us. For one reason or the other. You won't. You won't. And if you do miss us, write us. We'll we'll write back. And we'll talk talk to you on the show and stuff. Always available. It'll be a lot of fun. It'll be a lot of fun. Sometimes always available. <laughs> Sometimes always available. Yeah. Um, At least some of the always. Well, until we meet again, keep some DC on your screen. <laughs>